My name's Sean Adamite. I'm the COO for Open Negotiation. And today we're interviewing Imogen Callister. She's one of Australia's top female speakers and coaches and is an absolute expert in everything media, branding and social media. So we're really delighted to have her with us today. Welcome, Imogen. Thank you so much for having me. Firstly, that's very kind of you. So a little bit of a brief insight into my background is I was formerly a broadcast newsreader and journalist. I was mentioning to you just before I had the terrible news voice, you know, that's all from the media coach. That was definitely me. Um, I then realized my job was really dying. So I went on a mission to really master what was going to take it. And that is digital and social media. Along the way, I found something I truly loved, and that is real estate. And I can honestly say I've had the honour and the privilege with working with some of the top agents in this country to help them master their brand online. I now very proudly run my company, The Media Coach, which does exactly that, help agents build their online brand and their online presence, and also helps them formulate a media strategy that is going to win them more business. Awesome. So um, do you mind name dropping a few people? Who have you worked with? <laughs> um, there's a lot that I work with. Um, one of my faves is probably Matt Steinway. Do you would have seen Maddie's killing it with his 31 minutes? I'm not sure if I work with him or he works with me because he's certainly <laughs> one of my most inspirational clients. Yeah. Um, but from a social media front, I'm very lucky that Matt's one of my clients. Nick Pappas is the number one in the Century 21 network, which is actually a global network across um, obviously lots of nations and he's absolutely dominating in his space now. Actually, closer a little bit more home to you guys, I was just on a call with Fleur Kane and she's now top 10 in WA um, and she's killing it with her Coogee Life um, and her social strategy. So she's doing really, really well. Lots of clients. Last year, I think I spoke to 30,000 people internationally with my talks. I did 198 presentations across Australia and two international um, webinars. Uh, but my real focus is really empowering our industry to understand the changes that, that are constantly happening in that media landscape and how they can maximise and grow their brand as an agent. Yeah, unreal. Um, so I guess one of the things that I would like to ask before we dive into maybe some of those things you've, you've talked to there is, What's a day in the life of Imogen Callistook like pre-COVID and, and, and now? <laughs> okay, this is going to sound pretty lame, but ISO life is my life. <laughs> if I am not presenting, I am in my pyjamas, I'm at home. No. Um, there's lots of, so my normal day um, pretty much consists of me getting up, doing my 31 minutes. I do do my 31 minutes, Matt. Um, I then obviously meditate, get my structure ready, and it's really back-to-backs. And a lot of my life is online and digital. So I will be honest and say other than really having, which I do miss my clients incredibly, being able to go visit them, not much has changed for me other than being able to go to the gym and seeing them in person. And, of course, shifting what I normally do, face-to-face presentations to large agencies or that, you know, I've totally shifted to online. So... I do miss people a lot. Um, most of my days start around 5am and finish about 8. Um, and I guess the virtual world has been able to minimise those hours a bit with less travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you there. So one thing um, that, you know, I'm really interested in personally and I know a number of the people at Open are, are also interested in is, is meditation. Take us through a bit about how you came across it, what style you do, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Well, firstly, I suck at it, so nobody should follow my guides. 
Um, <laughs> but I obviously live a life that is very geared around social media and digital, which means I'm always on, I'm always absorbing that media in fast-paced world. And my husband's actually a health professional. We run a health clinic and a chiropractor, hypnotherapy. So I actually started with hypnotherapy, which is quite interesting, which I never thought I'd get into. Um, And I, you know, my husband... It's like having your husband as a personal trainer. I don't know if you've ever tried that. It doesn't work. But um, he originally got me into it. So I'm not particularly good at meditating, but I do try and sit still and I listen to my app. And it yeah. just and I don't try and meditate for 10 minutes because I never reach that point. But I just try for three minutes in the morning to calm my mind before my day starts because... One of the first things that I do when I get up is I check my WhatsApp to make sure that clients, there's nothing, obviously, emergencies happening. Um, There's a lot of emergencies in social media. You'd be surprised. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I start my day that way. And what I found is I can get really quickly panicked and anxiety and into the rush of the day. So if I just take three minutes to say, this is my moment, this is my space. And I also finish my day doing 10 minute of yoga stretching, um, which makes me sound super lame, but I also try and avoid wine with yoga. It's not. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. It's okay. actually, you know, I so say that's a great mix. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess just to your point, one of the things that I definitely agree with is I also suck at it, but I feel like maybe everybody does. It's so hard to not have a thought for even more than three seconds, let alone 30 seconds or five minutes, right? I think once you let yourself go on the fact of that and just try and bring yourself back and in the moment, you know, you'll find yourself, you know, stop putting expectations on being able to meditate and you will learn to get better at it. And when I say I suck at it, I mean, honestly, I can't sit still for five minutes. I'm go, 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 go from the moment I wake up and the amount and capacity that even myself and my team push out every day. It's a tremendous amount. Um, and it's so important that I just have that moment to myself. And I recommend agents as well. You know, it's not an easy job that they do. They're, med- they're mediating between two people at two given parties at any time and both have an agenda. So if you can really try and neutral- neutralise yourself or just give yourself 30 seconds to just shut your eyes and say, you know, I'm just going to give myself breathing as well. And I don't... if I don't know if anyone has, but if you've tried a breathing coach, that really works too um, because I think it all comes down to the breath, but I'm definitely not an expert in it. <laughs> Very good. All right, so let's move on to something that you are an expert on. So, I mean, yeah. elephant in the room is obviously COVID-19. I'm doing my best to avoid some of the cliche terms like um, unprecedented and so <laughs> forth. But what we really wanted to do or what this uh, podcast and webinar is all about is really uh, – helping agents to take sort of big picture items and and then sort of whittle them down into practical tools they can implement as soon as tomorrow. So I guess in view of that, could you take us through some of the tools and strategies that uh, an agent could use right now in the current situation or maybe just beyond that situation to sort of put them in a better position? Absolutely. And I'd love to take agents through that. So one of the first things that I want to say is there are 7,000 different marketing technologies available for real estate agents. We are a nation obsessed with technology and we're a nation obsessed with real estate. And there's lots of entrepreneurs trying to get into those space. So you have to really figure out with such a great world and so much products at our fingertips, you have to really figure out what does work for you. And not one size fits all, but I'm going to share my slides with you now and hopefully they'll pop up 
Yeah. If they're popping up with you now, can you see yep. those nice and clearly? Yep. So good. I want to really run through these tools and how an agent can really implement them into their business and serve clients better, especially in this environment. I mean, one of the best things that I guess a lot of my clients that I work with, we were using these tools, but we've gone next level on them. So we're doing a Zoom webinar today. I've been using Zoom for however long. I record my podcasts on them. They're in, it's an incredible tool. I think it's one of the only companies that has actually gone up in this crisis. You wish you had stocks in that now. Um, but why I want to say Zoom is so important for you is because not everybody has an Apple and not everybody has a Samsung. And Zoom will then break those barriers. The other great thing about Zoom is it is obviously very compatible on your desktop, even more so what I'm speaking to you on now. And it really feels like I'm having a conversation with you. You know, if you're going to use FaceTime, it feels a little bit like FaceTime. It feels a bit clunky and it feels like a virtual reality. As Zoom offers you the ability to share your screen, share your data, and it's almost like you're sitting there in front of that person. So my biggest tip to agents is schedule your Zoom meetings with your customers at about 7, 6 o'clock at night. Don't start your day with Zoom meetings. They're going to have a million questions for you and everyone first thing in the morning will want to pump out a million questions at you. I always say to my clients, wrap your days with Zoom meetings, do them back-to-back in 15-minute sessions so that you can push that along and say, look, you know, I've just got to pop into my next meeting so that you're keeping life as normal and your appointments in check. But Zoom is a free tool up to around 30 minutes. You can get it on your phone and you can also get it on your computer. So if you do need to do it from the car, it's a great way to be able to do it. The second tool that I want to show you there is WhatsApp. So WhatsApp is actually owned by Facebook. Facebook is a community of apps. Can you name the four? Can you take a guess at what they are? Uh, The community of Facebook apps, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, and not sure. Nelly killed it, Messenger. Um, so Messenger is a separate app, but WhatsApp very proudly owns is owned by Facebook and is emerging as a massive player. You can get WhatsApp on your phone and you can actually get WhatsApp on your desktop. Every single client I work with, I try and encourage them to implement WhatsApp in your business. The reason being is WhatsApp is great to increase those communication through both Android and, you know, Android and um, Apple devices who are competing products. But you on your desktop, it's a great way to file share photos and information. You can also do video calling on there. But one of the biggest things that I'm going to say is it increases efficiency in your business. If you are an agent and you are like me, or I'm sorry, not an agent, but if you're like me, you would have, I get messages on my Instagram I get messages on my Facebook, I get messages on my email, my messenger, my WhatsApp. There's just so many different sources of communication now. You know, lo and behold, someone could even send me a fax. I was actually at the doctor today and they wanted to send a fax. I was like, who still sends faxes? But they do. There is that many forms of ways that people can communicate with you. So how are you servicing your customers and ensuring they're at the pinnacle and forefront of you servicing them? Because what we know is if you get back to somebody within five minutes, you're 100 times more likely to convert that person. What we also know is customer service is pinnacle with efficiency and speed. People want on demand. That's what digital does. So try this. Try and get your vendors to download WhatsApp. Use it as a vendor communication tool only. 
vendor only, not buyers, vendor. Get rid of your boyfriends and your girlfriends and your mates and your brothers and your group traps out of there if you can um, because they'll also set you off. And use it as something that you use only for communication. And what you will end up doing is as soon as that little red button pings, you'll go, that's my client, and you'll get back to them very quickly. I know when I, by the time I get off this call with you, I've got three WhatsApp messages. Now, I won't go to my Instagram. I won't go to my Facebook. That'll be my first port of call because it will be my clients wanting my attention. I can also stay across lots of real estate teams and stay up to date with everyone in the team simply by messaging them. Get WhatsApp on your desktop. You just have to have your phone nearby and it'll totally revolutionise the way you communicate with people. It's a really, really great tool. And last so, one is, sorry. Sorry, Amy, you're saying use WhatsApp as your professional messenger service and the benefit of that is ultimately because you can separate it from text message. Is it also because it sort of has, there's less limitations with, you know, text message and that sort of thing? Is that kind of the, the summary? Of so yeah. you would notice now you can send an Apple message to an Apple message or those two phones. If I try and send a text message to someone with a picture in it that's a, um, you know, a Samsung or an Android user, it's actually really clunky and half the time they don't get the photo or the video. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so this will not only make sure that communication process is seamless, you can also tell when your vendor is online. You, there's so many different things that you can do with WhatsApp. And I can tell when my clients have obviously read my messages, um, you know, when they're online looking at the stuff that I've sent to them. So it really will revolutionize and streamline that process. Remember well, also a lot of. Sorry, I guess you got your whole team on there as well. So if you're a an office that has, you know, the lead agent and, you know, you're supporting uh, professionals, they, they're all doing the job of keeping your vendor up to date, right? Well, the biggest mistake we make in real estate is little ones, you know, that then has the onset of really challenging conversations when you're trying to get the deal across the line because you forgot that there was three bedrooms and there's actually four and you put that on the signboard wrong. Yeah. And that's one little mistake. But when you have your whole team in that group with that one vendor, you know, every time a message is delivered, you're not getting it on an email. It's just that's the group, that's the central group there. You can see that the photos have been sent because that's where we deliver everything. It's a really, really amazing platform. Please, if you are an agent, challenge yourself. You know, have the conversation with your vendors. It's really important that my customer service is pivotal to you and this is how I communicate to ensure that it's seamless and my communication always reaches you. Could you please download this app so I can always make sure that I can keep you updated with the relevant information with your property. Love it. And the last one that um, seems pretty silly, but getting to know your mobile <laughs> is something that a lot of agents don't do. We learn the basics of it. But... There is so many latest features in your mobile and there is so many apps that you can download now. That communication tool is literally at your hand. And I implore you to actually go on and have a look at Facebook Ads Mobile Studio. So it's called Mobile Studio. Go on and have a look at that and maybe we can send some notes following this presentation if anyone emails in. But Facebook has set up a group of apps that you can use that will help you create better content for your brand. Using your mobile, using the apps available to you, using tools like Canva, C-A-N-V-A, which is a free online graphic design tool. You can, again, do it on your desktop and while you're standing at your, I guess, in allowed open homes at your private buyer appointments now, you can make sure that you update them um, 
there on the spot. So it sounds very silly, but learn to really use your device because information is in the power of your fingertips. And if you've got a really cluttered device, if you've got lots of apps on your phone that you don't use, spend this time cleaning it up. Because every single app should have beneficiary to you. Every single app should make you feel like you've got power in leveraging and connecting your brand or, you know, communicating with someone. So right now, please write those tools down. They are Zoom. It's growing to be one of the largest companies in the world. WhatsApp, proudly owned by Facebook. There are 7 million users on that platform currently. And use your mobile, clean up your apps and download tools like the Facebook Studios. You can visit that online and also tools like Canva. Very nice. All right. So I guess when it comes to your sales strategy right now, I feel where a lot of agents get unhinged and unstuck is when they're actually having a conversation with somebody wanting to come to the market. So we're definitely with those people that I'm working with in an off-market market. What the hell does that mean? You've got people interested in selling, but they don't want to come to the market because they're scared. So do yourself a favor and get together an off-market booklet together of all the properties that you currently have. Make sure it's graphically designed nice so you look like a pro. You can again do that in tools like Canva, but your off-market booklet should sit there as something you can sell out, um, you can send out. And lastly to this, there's so many, every single one of my clients when this absolutely hit was I talk through the whole process of how you can do an exchange on a property with literally not touching one person. And if you can't articulate this in the living room to any buyer or any seller, you need to make sure that you've got that one A4 page document to help you guide them through that. Because every single touch point here will help them show that you can exactly sell a home without even thinking about meeting someone. You know, and so for that's obviously your virtual appraisals. The latest statistics show that Australians have gone from overbuying toilet paper, overstocking on booze, and now home improving like nobody's business. Bunnings mm. is making a roaring trade. So when it comes to your virtual appraisals, you should definitely be showcasing that on your social media, that you're doing home improvement advice and that you're doing, you know, lots of virtual appraisals for people looking to add value to their home. When it comes to your listing presentation, it's also a perfect point to sign out that you don't even have to come to their home to really assess the value. There is so much online. The next is obviously DocuSign safe agreements, no contact photography. Well, how does that work? Literally someone can come in, you can leave the key and you'll never have to see the photographer and he'll come in, map the place. You'll be on the phone to the photographer. Make sure you're carrying out your virtual tours as much as possible. Here's a key strategy with the virtual tour. You have to be in them for them to be effective. So start the video strong. You know, hi, my name is Imogen Callister. I'm the media coach. I'm here today to take you to 13 Smith Street and to show you what you can't see in the photos and the floor plan. Don't show them what's in the photos in the floor plan. Show them what they can't see because that will increase the engagement. Obviously, you've got online marketing tools, online auctions and bidding services, which you guys are obviously featuring a comprehensive and range service now to help agents through this. Private inspections, obviously massive at the moment. In WA, I hear open homes are coming back though. Is that true? Yeah, so just yesterday, um, we're allowed to have gatherings of up to 10 people. So effectively... Ooh. Yeah, looking forward to the first house party with all 10 of us. 10 of us. Social <laughs> yeah. distancing at the same time too. Um, yeah, exactly. We still need to do that. But, um, yeah, basically it means a few, a few offices can open back up and some sort of normality returns. 
Awesome. Then obviously you've got your agreements that are signed through your contracts, which are all virtually signed. And lastly, the sold sticker can go up virtually, even if it has to. So just make sure you have a one pager that you can articulate that sales process really well. Because when people visualize it, it changes the conversation. Agents sometimes don't want to address it in the living room and the property market's all normal. It will end up picking them up later on down the line in the conversation. You know, so it's really, really important that they can go through that. Some key dialogue that I'm seeing my top performers still put deals together include buyer activity on realestate.com.au and domain is actually up. They actually recorded record months, the property portals, um, surging in buyer activity. Listing numbers are still incredibly low on the platform. So don't worry, they're not making too much money off you. But buyer activity is incredibly high. So make sure that you're buying, you know, your agent profiles on domain or or homes or realestate.com.au are serving really well. Spend this time making sure they look great. Interest rates remain at an all-time low and it's actually never been easier to get cheap finance. So don't forget, some people are opportunistic buying. So get a hold of those buyers, nurture them and see if you can put that deal together. And lastly, the stock market, while it may only be short-lived, it has seen quite a significant increase, which has seen people pulling from that and into more stable securities. So make sure you are using that with your vendors or your potential sellers to try and show them that activity rates are still really high when it comes to buying. Yes, I will agree it is harder to put the deal together, but with the right tools, you can definitely still, still do that. I wanted to really chat through a bit of content with you now. Are you, are you free to touch on that? Should we jump straight in? So, Emmy, one of the questions uh, we, we're commonly asked um, from a, agents that use open negotiation, and I'm sure you're probably one of the best people ever to answer it, is what do I post on social media? You know, what kind of things can I be talking about? How do I add value? And ultimately, I guess, how can I drive more leads for my business? So that's a very good question. The first thing is you need to stop looking at social media as a place to sell your brand. If you try to sell yourself on social media, you will never win. People are not online to see just listed and just sold. They're not scrolling their Instagram to really see lots of photos of you in front of a signboard. They are on social media to be entertained and inspired. And what I have done today for you guys is put together what I call is my essential content pillars for any agent during this time to really maximize their brand and create better content that connects with property seekers. So the first pillar there is really value. Now, value should always be a pillar that you offer on your social media. Value can be anything from the top tips to purchasing a home, to how to get rid of a bush turkey during the sale of your home, how to carry out a building and press, what is a strata report, they are value type content. To put that into perspective for you, one of our largest news sites is I think news.com and realestate.com.au. Now, one of their most liked pieces of content was how do I clean my oven? So one in three buyers, when I did a test and did surveys with my agents, found that people actually look in their oven. So how do you clean an oven? It sounds like pretty simple stuff, but if you learn to entertain, inspire, and engage your audience through value content, you'll create content to grow, content to build, and then content to sell within your brand. The next pillar there that you can sort of use as content is really your results. So every agent can do this pretty wankily at times, you know, another one sold, a 300,000 above reserve. 
you know, you really don't want to be doing that in your marketing, especially in this time. You do, however, still want to see that you're putting together deals and that you're working as hard as possible to close those deals. So results can be anything from a really nice design template to a video testimonial to you in front of a signboard to a buyer review. You know, there is so much you can do. It can even be a basic text message. One of the biggest things that gets me bookings or people calling and contacting me is actually when someone writes me a message being like, Any, you know, the way that what you've done has changed my business. I screenshot it, rub out their details or tell them I'm going to post it and I pop it straight into the stories. You need to constantly have results in your brand. Write this down now, hashtag testimonial Tuesday. Every single one of my clients ran something around results, testimonials in their brand today, and you should be doing the same. There are a lot of legal changes currently going on. Now, while they are boring, these changes significantly impact the way that property seekers search, buy, and explore property. So you need to make sure that you are at the forefront of those. What is going on with rents? Do tenants actually get a reduction in pay? What as an office are you doing to support those changes? You don't have to run massive content around it. You can run it as a story rather than a high-level post. But being across those changes really does build that authority space into your brand that you really know what you're talking about and that you're an expert in your field. Community focus right now is what is seeing a lot of my clients win. There is a lot of people in your community doing it tough. If you're driving around in your Lamborghini and doing nice shots of high-res photos of you and your watch, you're probably going to end up in a pretty crappy social media environment with people struggling. But if you take the time to go out and visit your local community, like restaurants that have shut down or cafes that can't service anymore, and talk about buying local and what you're doing to support the community, it can be something as simple as you holding a cup of coffee. That is going to be far more beneficial for your brand. You're also then tagging them in that post and they're going to share it across their social media feeds. In fact, I think how this interview um, even eventuated was something as simple as me doing that. So I tag you guys into the webinar, into one of my posts being like, how would you do auctions? I said, here's a service that you can do, tag you guys. Next minute it led to a conversation and here we are today. Market update and results should be something on your agenda right now because it's the end of the month if you're watching this currently. But market update and results, you don't have to do boring 25-minute videos on what it is. You can do that as a nice little tile or you can really talk about the impacts or everything that's happening in your market if you're still seeing results, where you're seeing holes. People do want to know how their local market is performing. And sometimes if you're that honest and authentic person telling them the truth and not just saying everything's fine, you will get better results and engagement on your social media. One of the biggest things in social is we don't run enough of this content and it's actually asking your audience to engage. So if you watch any of the biggest players in our sphere when it comes to property, it's things like Block or, you know, House Rules and those kind of shows. And they always are constantly asking their audience to engage, you know, which one do you prefer, this one or that one? You'll see a judge at home giving their articulation on which room is better, but secretly you're answering your own self which one you think is better and it should be the same on your social media like is styling important you see the results do you prefer before or after do you prefer Hampton Styles themed or more traditional themed there is lots you can do in ask content and if you get really savvy at it 
One of the biggest things that Instagram and Facebook are trying to do is really increase engagement. And what we do know is that stories have higher engagement than the newsfeed and the gram. So make sure you're running polls and quizzes. Here's a super tip. Never, ever run a negative and a positive poll. It always has to be a double positive poll. If you run a negative and a positive poll, so AKA, do you like this property? Yes, no. You'll always get them clicking on no. (laughs) Don't know why, but people are quite negative on social. So make sure you say, yes, I do. I'd love to visit it. That's a double positive poll and it will run and higher engagement. You can obviously share the results across your brand. Human element, you are human first, you are agent second on social. The biggest mistake I see when a client um, comes into my team or I do a digital health check or I work with one-on-one coaching clients, I have two Instagrams. Why do you have two Instagrams? Is it because one, you're a perfect pitch perfect agent and the other, you're a bit of a drunk and a charismatic gentleman on the side? Like, which one are you, (laughs) you know? Um, And unfortunately, agents get this really wrong when it comes to their social media marketing. Not all of them. Some of you guys are fantastic, but as a genuine thing, actually, you're all fantastic. But as a genuine thing, I do see this very commonly, which is I'm just a real estate agent and I'm here to market myself on social media. You are human first. You are agent second on social media. You have to share your passions, your likes, your interests, you know, Weirdly as it is, I share my husband on my social media and he gets the most likes more than anyone else. (laughs) Don't know why. I can have a killer post, but I put my husband up, skyrockets in likes. And it's because people are interested. Social media was designed to create human engagement. Social media was designed to create people. If you post a property photo without anyone in it, you're not going to increase engagement. And somebody that does that especially well in the WA area is Fleur Kane. So make sure that you look her up. That's at underscore, uh, sorry, at Fleur underscore Kane. And lastly, your content pillar that will help you drive attraction on your socials is prominence. So what is prominence? Prominence is basically anyone that you work with with notoriety. If you look at anything in the news or people that you watch on TV, they've all got a bit of prominence to them. But for a real estate agent, that can be someone as simple as the local butcher who talks to everyone in your community, who is well-known, who's quite savvy that you end up selling their home. You can go and go down and do a local interview about how he's coping through the crisis. There is so much content that you can run. But if you run into anyone with any sort of notoriety in your community or any sort of celebrity status, you need to be all over them like a bad boy in getting content from them because it will have higher attraction on your social feeds. I feel like we're doing that right now somehow. <laughs> so that's so useful and I think um, so many of those points, if, you, if, if every agent was just able to either pinch this, um, this presentation off you afterwards, which I'm sure we'd be happy to share or, okay. you know, able to jot down those, then it's just something that you can focus on and so quickly come up with, you know, hundreds of ideas. There's a few things I wouldn't mind just um, diving into a little bit. So. On value, one of the things or rules of thumbs that I've heard of before is 80%, and this is social media specifically, 80% of the time provide value, you know, almost give it away for free and 20% of the time ask for someone's business. What do you think about that? As a real estate agent, I really don't think that you should be asking for business on social really at all. Um, it's a hard thing. You know, obviously we want to list and sell property on there and you definitely can, but you've got to become a with creative ways where you're still adding value into someone's life while doing that. Um, 
A hundred percent, yes. You want to, you know, give, they, I guess the methodology, I think it came from Gary V. give, give, take, give, give, take. Um, it, you want to have content to grow, content to sell and content to build your brand. And when you have those balances, if you look at that, if you look at how these pillars work, you'll be adding value, then you'll be sharing results from the client then you'll be talking about value with legal changes again, then you'll be adding value back into your community and then you'll be selling again with a market update, then you'll be increasing engagement, then you'll be showing that you're human and then you'll probably be selling again back with the prominence pillar. So you can definitely use content like just listed on my social media or I've just, you know, um, listed this property off market and exclusive to my database. In fact, I do that with a lot of clients. But you just want to make sure that's not your only content. Okay, that's good to know. So the next one is, um, you know, there's so much thrown around about real uh, about social media. You know, do we need to boost everything because my, orga- my organic followers see nothing? Um, everything should be in the ads manager. Um, because you can actually measure it better and then assess whether or not it's working. Um, what's your view on boosting versus not and investing into Facebook ads or Instagram ads, etc.? Look, there's definitely no doubt that Facebook organic reach has significantly declined. Um, it doesn't matter if you've got 1,000 followers, if you've got 8,000 followers or if you've got 200. The reality is, is Facebook is a business. of all its revenue is made through advertising. If you don't have a digital prospecting plan and a digital budget and plan for your brand, you are going to go backwards in this environment. If you were doing killer content but no boosting budget, you are going to never really go far. But in that being said, I see all these people run ads and run all this content and, you know, there's lots of different marketing packages out there for real estate agents off the big portals. But the question you have to ask yourself is where are you driving traffic to? Yeah. Are you driving traffic to a beautifully, you know, designed Instagram page? And by that I mean with your headlines on point, you know, a link tree set up and good solid engagement and content that will captivate that audience to then follow you or are you just pushing out an ad of you being in front of a sold sign? So the less your content looks like an ad, the better it's going to run. One of my clients, when I walked into his office when this crisis started, (coughs) I walked in, I used the hand sanitizer. I picked up the hand sanitizer and I go, that is the best smelling hand sanitizer I've ever had. And he laughed and he goes, oh, actually my wife made it. And he goes, oh, God, I shouldn't have told you that. And I said, nah, get a photo. I want a photo of that. I want to know how your wife made it. And he's like, and he started chuckling. He's like, I knew, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said anything. I said, it's going everywhere. We're going to boost the crap out of it. And he ended up getting people contacting him back, you know, could she give him the recipe? And it ended up in three, you know, some conversions of leads. So you've got to think about the way that you market yourself on social media. There is ways that you can run ads. There's boosting and then there's also Facebook ads. My recommendation is definitely running it through Facebook ads because you'll get both the audience of Facebook and Instagram and any other markets. Make sure none of your ads run in marketplace because you don't really want to be there as an agent. Um, And you know, people aren't really looking for property, I guess, there. You can also really highly target then people looking to buy and sell. Facebook Ads Manager is complicated. I have a specialist that works with me full-time to help my clients with that field. But you can, with slowly implementing the right processes, just whatever you do, don't go live as a real estate agent. Really? That was going to be my next question. (laughs) (laughs) Do you recommend against it? 
hundred I recommend against it. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of people that go out and spruik about going live. So to put this into perspective for you, live, the feature of live was created for this large following behind Instagram. Um, predominantly, if you think about new idea, the magazine, that's what the celebrity gossip came for those channels and it gave celebrities and influencers a way to totally boost their marketing and go live and talk to different people in that being said that feature is of those for those people and with a lot of love unless you're a real estate agent with a very large following going live and showing that only two people are currently watching your your live video (laughs) of you walking through an open home it's not essentially helping or articulating your brand in a way that people want to connect with you. You'll often end up with really awkward videos like, hi, I'm here live at 13 Smith Street and uh, it's a beautiful property today. Um, and I do see a lot of people, look, in this current crisis, I would say if you want to use a strategy where you're making your open homes or certain times of people walking through the property and you're going live at that time. But the reality is, is people are not going to want to with a lot of love in my heart. And I know that everybody knows how much I'm obsessed with this industry and building agents brands. Nobody wants to walk a real, watch someone live. And unless you're a celebrity, it's really not going to help your brand much. Okay. So that's music to my ears in so many ways. <laughs> um, one of the things I guess I'm interested in then is you're saying you should be cautious of live because why would you want to promote the fact that nobody's watching you or cares, I guess, if we're going to rip the Band-Aid off and be real about it. (laughs) So then equally, you're saying ask questions, but I know that even even we've tried to ask questions before and don't get great engagement from it. Is, Is there tricks to work around that, you know, because you ask a question, you get nothing, isn't it almost as bad? So everyone gets really scared of that. The truth is you can change a caption in a comment if it has no engagement, you know. Oh, the nice. more <laughs> Social media is heavy. Um, <laughs> you always want to ask your audience as much as possible. You'll be surprised the difference in the results I get when, you know, one of the posts I recently ran with one of my clients, Nick Pappas, was he was doing a TikTok with his children And I said, should I stick to real estate or maybe take this pursuit of backup dancing? And the amount of people that wrote stick to real estate was hilarious. You don't want to ask boring questions. The key then around that is getting really savvy with your in-the-moment content and your stories and running polls because you are the only person that then sees that until you get better at asking great questions. Yes, you will struggle with engagement. Yes, if you're not posting con you know if you're posting boring content you're not going to get engagement but asking is key going live is definitely not that's unreal so i'm caught co- i'm conscious of time and i just wanted to smash through a few more questions with you if we could Go for it. um okay so what would be the one piece of advice you'd give to agents to not only get through the rest of 2020 but how can they sort of prevail beyond Look, right now you're having to sit outside your comfort zone. We live in a constant fear. My first thing would be is write daily affirmations and goals every morning you get up because the world that we're currently in is scary at times and you can get really quickly convoluted in just a negative mindset. So write your daily affirmation of what you want to achieve 
and write a list of where you what you want to do today because you'll find yourself with a little bit more time not being able to go out to the pub or not being able to meet people but use that time constructively write lists clean up your database learn ads manager on facebook write two weeks worth of content get out and connect with people on linkedin go and make sure all your you know your linkedin your, there's so much you can do for your digital brand do a digital health check that really means that every time that you're feeling in those moments of uncertainty, anxious and a little bit negative, you're constructively working on your business and your brand. Perfect. Okay, so some rapid-fire questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> these might be tricky, but see how you go. If I was an agent starting out uh, and I had $100,000 to spend on everything I needed to cover everything um, to get started in the industry, how much of that should I allocate to my media spend on investing in myself? 35%. Very good. How do you learn? Me personally, um, I never stop learning. Every day I wake up, I read, I constantly study the changes in media. I read not only books but online materials and I do a lot of courses where I can, where I can constantly evolve what my skill set is but you should always spend I spend 30 minutes a day trying to upgrade myself and my skills yeah I'd add to that podcasts are so great on the way to work (laughs) Um, who would you recommend so agents watching this who are some of the agents out there that just sets a great example on social media and the way that they go about it that they could potentially follow and learn from Big slider. No. Um, <laughs> if you do follow him, you'll laugh when you do. Um, try not to, first thing is try not to compare yourself to anyone because when you do compare to yourself, that'll stop you building your brand. The first thing to building your brand is have courage. But when it comes to inspiration, there are a lot of people that you can follow. Some of those people include, you know, people that are killing it. There's a Rain and Horn guy coming up. Stuart Bourne will be um, one. Nick Pappas, Matt Steinway for influence on motivational and content. T- Tommy Panos will be someone that will be able to help you with his. He gives a lot back to the industry. Obviously me, that's at Amy Callister. Um, Fleur, if you're in... Um, if you're in WA, but just remember you'll find yourself looking at other people and ripping down what they're doing. So social media provides an environment where we criticize rather than encourage. So if I ever do a presentation, you would have noticed today, I didn't put my clients and their content pieces up. It's not because I don't think it's great, but I've learned over the years, whenever I put a piece of content up, there's always someone really quickly to go, that's crap. (laughs) But Be constructive in your own head and try and understand that consistency and continuity builds brands. So you just learning that mastering the craft of trying every day to create a piece of content will see you accelerate. I agree. Um, If you had to use one social platform for the rest of your time, what would it be? That's a killer question. (laughs) Um, I couldn't live without Google. I mean, it's social media, I, like, but I can't live without Google. How the hell am I meant to get places and, like, recipes? Yeah, we'll accept Google. Um, what platform is the one to watch in 2020 and beyond? I have to say TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> That's a great segue. Do you have TikTok and have you been dancing in isolation? Definitely not, but I have been making all my clients do that. <laughs> and I do have TikTok. I just haven't really got into it yet. I'm trying, but I'm very busy, but I will get into it. It's my job. It's one of the things I'm learning. If you could have dinner with anyone in the world, who would you choose? My husband. 
Very nice. <laughs> and name a clever brand who's inspired you and why. Um, I'm going to go with Vegemite. Um, we were very proudly ranked again the most iconic brand. So I'm a Callister, which means we invented Vegemite and it has been one of Australia's oh. Cyril, Cyril Purcell Callister invented Vegemite and it has ranked one of the most iconic brands in this country for over three decades. It was invented in the World War um, actually to help with vitamin deficiencies. So there's a little plug on a little family segue. We don't own any part of Vegemite, but we're very proudly the Vegemite kids. That is a great little bit of, uh, I never realised that. Wow. <laughs> so now when we have toast, we'll think about you, Imogen. So, um, <laughs> Just just once more, where do we find you if we wanted to connect and reach out and seek your services into the future? Awesome. So the best thing to do is catch me on my Instagram, which is at Imi Callister. That's I-M-M-Y-C-A-L-L-I-S-T-E-R. On my LinkedIn, I am Imogen because I'm a little bit more professional there. So I-M-O-G-E-N and then Callister at the end. You can also catch my podcast, The Media Coach. I actually have one coming out very shortly on how to change your mindset with World authority, Australia's best speaker, motivational speaker, the one and only Chris Helder on useful belief during this time. I listened to that on the way here, actually, and it was awesome. So I definitely <laughs> recommend that. Um, look, I think we've gotten so much value from having you here. And uh, that's really what we're trying to do with this podcast. It's nothing more than, you know, number one pillar is provide value. And you've done that uh, in spades. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us and all your tips and um, we look forward to following and giving you an update from our agents soon.